Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This episode is brought to you by City Advantage. Travel is seriously a part of my DNA, and as many of you probably know, my go-to travel card is the City Advantage Platinum Select Card. I love this card so much. I earn miles on the things I buy every day and earn two times miles at gas stations and restaurants. The card also comes packed with awesome travel benefits that make flying even better. Sound like something you would like? Then you will love this. Apply today and you can earn 50,000 bonus miles after qualifying purchases. Your next adventure just got so much closer. Head to city.com slash podcast to learn more. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the What We Said podcast. I am JC. I'm Chelsea. And we cannot wait for this episode. So great to have you guys. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. And please stay a while. Um, So today we have Kenzie Burke on the podcast, which is very exciting. But first, we're going to talk about our trip to Paris that we're headed on. You guys, I've been using the app Memrise to learn French for the last four months. And all she says she knows how to learn, all she's taken away from it is how to ask where the, or where the Wi-Fi is. That's what the is one it? I remember the most. Vous avez du Wi-Fi. Ooh, that actually, you sounded French just barely. I actually know, I I think if I could hear, I'm not going to lie, I'm not um, a pro, obviously, obviously not fluent, <laughs> but I think if I heard somebody, I think I could gather what they were saying. Really? Because I actually was pretty consistent. I probably would miss like a week here or there. But I was decently consistent. And before that, I did it for like six months. So when I did it again, it was like a refresher. Wow. So like little sayings, I can kind of understand. I don't think I could say a whole sentence and make sense. But I remember in New York, I heard somebody say something in French. And I was like, oh, I know what that means. Perfect. Can't so wait I know for where you. how to ask where the bathroom is. I know how to tell people I only know a little bit of French. Can't wait for you to be our tour guide. Yeah. This will be Chelsea's first time out of the country, which I am so excited to experience this with you. And I was telling, who was I just telling this the other day, that I feel like it's when someone has a kid and they're like, it's like seeing the world through their eyes for the first time. I was like, that's how I feel right now prepping for this trip to France with Chelsea. I'm like, I'm so excited to see it through your eyes. Yeah. It's like, I I have no idea what to expect. I was just telling Nick, I'm like, I'm actually kind of nervous. But I obviously not to be in Paris, but if you, I've only been to Mexico. That's the only place outside of the United States that I've been. Yeah. So it's just so it's almost nerve wracking. I'm not nervous like I'm worried. I'm just more excited and Yeah. And yeah. it's so different. Being somewhere is so different than seeing photos. Mm-hmm. So I think you're gonna be just like in a trance because yeah. it's so different than America. I'm excited. Oh my gosh, I cannot wait. Um by this time that you guys are listening to this episode, we will have already been home for a week or two. So go to our Instagrams. I'm sure we have some content, some Paris, and we're also going to the south of France. So we'll have Mm -hmm. some fun content on there and on YouTube. So go check that out if you guys are interested. Let's get into our very special guest for today. Today, we have Kenzie Burke on the podcast. We love Kenzie. We just met her today. Not today. Well, when you're hearing this, (laughs) not today, but you know what I mean. Kenzie, okay, as we walked out of the building from having the podcast interview, Chelsea was like, wow, I really related to a lot of things she said. I feel like we're very similar in a lot of ways. And I was like, wait, I really felt that too in certain aspects of Kenzie. I related to her a lot. I felt like we thought on the same wavelength. So we established that if Chelsea and I had a baby, it would be Kenzie. Congratulations, Kenzie, <laughs> if you're listening to this. JC was like, it's a girl. 
congrats. <laughs> Kenzie's our child. But we really did enjoy talking to her. She's very, very smart, very educated, and well-spoken. Well-spoken. And I like that she just sticks to her guns, honestly. Yeah. I love that she's unapologetically herself. We talked about a lot of that in the episode. Yeah. So Kenzie, if you don't know, is a health and wellness influencer. She has a very holistic approach to nutrition. She specializes in food combining. She actually has a 21-day reset program um, with that. And she actually went to the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, which is the same school that I went to to become a certified health coach. Um, It is actually an amazing school. And and now that we've had a couple people that have gone to the school, um, if you're interested, this is a question I get asked a ton. And I'll probably go into this at a, a later time. But if you're looking into being a health coach, people are like, what did you major in? The Institute of Integrated Nutrition is a year long. You get so much information. It's so interesting. You get taught about all the different diets. So it's not just about plant-based. You learn everything from all walks of life. It's an incredible program. Um, and if you want to sign up, use my name because they pay me. So thank you. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah. But oh, anyways. A lot of my favorite guests that we've had on the show have coincidentally coincidentally gone to that school, which Mm -hmm. I think is a testament to. I will say, I think going to that school, going through that program made me a way better person. Like genuinely, I can credit that to helping my eating disorder, I would say. Wow. Like a big part of that was obviously other aspects that that I'm not saying go there if you want to cure your (laughs) eating disorder. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, It definitely helped my mindset because it just gives you so much perspective and so much information. Um, but anyways, we do talk about a lot of good information. Kenzie knows her stuff. So keep an open mind going into this. We love having guests on the podcast that, like JC said, are unapologetic, have a different way of thinking about things than the norm. And we love hearing about that. And if you don't love hearing about that, then you might be a scaredy cat. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But you, you might need to just have a little bit more of an open heart. Doesn't mean you have to agree with everything. But if we can't have discussions about things in this world, we're just dead. We're screwed. Yeah. So without further ado, Kenzie Burke. Okay, Kenzie, thank you for coming on the podcast. We're so excited. Um, First, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from originally? So I'm originally from Wisconsin. I grew up in a very small town and Growing up, I just never really fit in. I never did anything by the book. I went from school to school. I was homeschooled. And I just always pictured a life that was not the life I was living. I was, I would always stay at friends' houses that I, you know, made friends with that were living a life that I felt like aligned with me. And I have very loving parents and they, I, you know, they made me who I am today, but I just never fit in. I didn't like the small town. I didn't like that. I couldn't go to the store I wanted to go to. Um, everything was far away. You went to the grocery store and you saw everybody you knew. and That's the worst. It's the worst. <laughs> and I just did not like it. I didn't fit in. And I was always very mature for my age. I was like wise beyond my ear- years. And I just did not like school. I mean, I, I was homeschooled. I went to private school. I went to public school. I was restless. Um, I started babysitting when I was 12. I wanted to make my own money. And I just was powerful and I had a really hard time making friends on that same wavelength. And so um, when I turned 18, I packed up my Hyundai Sonata and moved here with $2,000 that I made from babysitting and waitressing. And at the time, I knew nothing. Um, I don't think I would ever do that again, ever, because it was very hard. But it has made me who I am today. And it was just came from this place of... Um, wanting more. Like I just always wanted more. And I knew the life that I was living wasn't the one for me. A drive. I had a drive. Nice. Yes. Did you grow up in a health conscious home, would you say? Yes. For that time, for sure. And my mom now is very health conscious. My mom eats exactly how I eat. And um, I resented my mom when I was little for it because when I was in public school, in kindergarten, you know, she would give me whole wheat bread and everyone else had white bread. We had the same childhood. Yes, <laughs> I would sit on the bus by by my friends who would have like Cheetos and Doritos and that was not allowed in my house. And I would just sit by them like praying they would give me one. I just wanted one. Um, you know, so yes, I did. And I, I resented it. Um, something else you should know is I was diagnosed with Lyme's disease when I was 14. So I was very sick for a large part of my 
you know, teen years, um, really bad migraines, fatigue. I would go to bed at seven every night and my mom would take me to these holistic doctors and they would all tell me to change my diet. And I was like, no, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do that. And I didn't like that they kind of agreed with my mom in that sense. So I grew up in a health conscious home, not to the extent that I am now of healthy, um, just because I think the times there wasn't people didn't know. I mean, gluten-free was like weird and like almond milk just came out and it was like, why totally. would you, why so, would you I feel do like that? soy milk was just getting Yeah. Like, and it was big. like weird. Mm-hmm. I was like, we're not like, no, we're not having this in our house. But you know, I came full circle, obviously, you know, yeah. I teach my mom things. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Loving it. Okay. So I've seen you say that you've tried multiple career paths and yes. you kind of touched on this as who you are as a kid, who you were as a kid. Oh my gosh. Wow. Um, So what initially sparked your interest in health and wellness then? Like what changed? Sure. So so I moved out here and I completely have supported myself since I moved out here. So very quickly, I learned the importance of having a career you love because I was like, this is all I'm doing is working. I was working seven days a week. And, you know, I, I... was always had a strong sense of who I am, but I'd say I've always, always was very confident yet very insecure. So I would do things for the image. When I was a kid, I would do soccer because I wanted the uniform, not because I wanted to play soccer. Um, Me. (laughs) I just wanted that, that uniform. I didn't care about the sport, but um, so that was kind of the same thing when I moved out here. I first was like, I want to do photography. So I kind of tried that. And then, I wanted to do fashion and I really pursued that. And when I pursue something, I don't just like kind of do it. I really go for it. So it's like, I want to work for the Kardashian stylist. So, you know, I of course nudged my way in and got an internship there. And throughout this whole thing, all these things I was doing, I was so young and um, they don't pay. So I was like waitressing, nannying, personal assisting on the weekends, just driving myself into the ground basically. And as I mentioned, I had Lyme disease. And so it was, my health was just terrible. And I would like, I had no energy. I couldn't do anything. I was sick, um, all the time. And I wasn't making a life for myself. I wasn't meeting people and, you know, I wasn't meeting people because I wasn't in line with who I was. And every job I went to, every career path I was trying, I didn't like it. And then I had this, you know, I think my health really took a turn for its worst. Um, And I was like, I have to change my life. And and a doctor told me I had to change my life. And, you know, throughout the whole thing, when I first moved to LA, I started working out. I got really into working out. There's a lot of things that have happened to me that were, I guess you could say, bad luck. And so a lot of things out of my control and my health was out of my control. So there was like one aspect I could control and it started with looks. It was like, oh, that's so cool. I can control how my body looks. So I got really into working out and then I actually liked working out. And from there, I got really interested in the foods I ate and I started to feel better and better as someone who, since I was 14, I had migraines probably four to five nights a week, like lights out, in bed by seven, just trying to get to the morning. My oh, my that sounds Yes, as, as I started to change the way I ate, the migraines started to go away. You know, all these things that these doctors, you know, these holistic doctors that my mom took me to as a child were starting to go away. And then I just became very interested in the foods I ate and I just started researching and using myself as an experiment. And again, during this time I was in the fashion industry, which there's a lot of issues with body image in the fashion industry and Mm -hmm. a lot of women aren't eating in the fashion industry. And at first it, you know, I started to think like, well, maybe I need to cut back on how much I'm eating. And then I was like, no, like this is so lame. And um, at the same time, I found this, you know, I, I was frustrated, I guess, with my body image, you know, around all these other people. And but I also knew that I needed to align my body image with whole health because I had this disease that was making me really ill. So I found this method because I'm a researcher and I'm obsessive with my research. And um, I found this method called food combining. And I watched my body and my mindset around food transform before my eyes. Um, And I was still styling at this time. And I finally got the um, internship with the Kardashian stylist that I, I wanted to intern for. And my first thought when I got it was like, well, how am I going to eat all my food if I have to work 13 hours? So that kind of ticked in my head as like, well, maybe that 
you know, that says something. That's what I'm thinking about. So I would bring my cooler and I would, you know, go along my day and eat my food. But um, again, this was at a time that I was working so much and my, I couldn't do it anymore. It was like three and a half, four years here. I had no friends and I just, I was dead. And so um, I just had this moment where I was like, I just am passionate about this voice I have in food. People would come to me and ask me questions about food. And I was transforming my body in a way that I saw all these people were malnourishing their bodies for. And um, I saw a real big problem and it, it upset me. I was like, people aren't eating and people aren't healthy. And, you know, as someone who I've been to doctors, I've tried all these things and I like reversed my own autoimmune disease. So I was like, this is, there's problems and I want to fix it. And for the first time in my life, I was doing something because my heart told me to do it. And it wasn't because I was doing it for a look. I had no plan. I've always had a plan. Um, I had no plan. And I just signed up for IIN, the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. And I quit everything. And I was like, I just have to do this. All right, Chelsea and I went to the gym last night, you guys, and today we are feeling it. Our legs are so sore, and guess what we were wearing to the gym? Our Fabletics gear. We were looking fabulous, you guys. No pun intended. I was wearing my power hold leggings, which I have talked about before. I'm obsessed with them. I was also wearing a sports bra and then the Lotta, L-O-T-T-A, removable hood jacket. I got the white one. I literally looked up the name of it so I could be specific with you guys, so if you want to go look it up, you can. So soft, so comfy, perfect for throwing over your gym wear. You guys know about Fabletics by now. We've talked about them. We love them. Fabletics is trendy, stylish gym wear that is priced affordably because that's what the people want. They have so much athletic wear, leggings, gym wear, accessories. Wow, why did I say it like that? (laughs) No pun intended. Cute sweatshirts and jackets. You guys, they came out with the cutest puffer jackets. They have a bunch of different kinds. They have one that's shiny and black. You know Jason's going to be getting the white. I'm going to be getting the black. And you need to go check them out. The fit is perfect. So how it works, you take a quick 60-second style quiz, and then you can shop from a bunch of different pieces that are specifically curated towards you and your style, which is amazing. Also, make sure that you put your email address at the end of the quiz because then you'll get exclusive monthly discounts and you'll get the inside scoop about new collections that haven't been released yet, which is how I found out about the puffers. Right now, you guys can get two leggings for only $24 as a VIP using our special link, which is fabletics.com slash what we said. To break that down for you, that is two pairs of leggings for almost half the price of a Lululemon sports bra. Super affordable and the quality is great. I can definitely vouch for this because I have worn Fabletics forever. I feel like it's also important to mention that there's no commitment to purchase monthly when you sign up, which is awesome. And there are a bunch of different perks to signing up as a VIP, like discounts and other great stuff. So again, go to fabletics.com slash what we said to get two leggings for only $24, which is a $99 value. Fabletics.com slash what we said, and we will have that linked in the show notes for you guys as well. Okay, so going along with that, because I think that's great advice, but we were actually just talking about this in the car, and I was reading an article about millennials having a thing called FOBO, Mm -hmm. which is fear of better options. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to picking a career, I've talked to so many people and clients that I've had who are so interested in so many different things, but they can't pick one. Mm -hmm. So what is your advice for people who have FOBO, who, you know, have different interests like fashion, health, all the things that they're interested in, in pursuing something and accomplishing something. Cause if you do so many, it's hard to go forward. Yeah. I mean, you have to do what, what you want to do. What is, you're going to wake up every day and not do it. I mean, you, we all have to make money. We all live in a city. I mean, if you live in LA, it's very expensive to live here. And, you know, I was doing all these things because I thought it's what I wanted my image to be. And as a result, I was unhappy. As a result, I couldn't, I was going to bed at 7.30 every night. You know, I Mm -hmm. I couldn't kick my autoimmune. Um, I wasn't making friends, which says a lot because those people weren't aligning with me. And so I think at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself, like, what do you like? What are you, what do you want to do? Because it's never going to be easy. I mean, I'm in a career path now that I love. It's not easy. It's the hardest thing I've ever done. But at the same time, I love it and I'm happy and I'm not 
looking for that escape, which before I went Ooh, through so many jobs. I mean, I told you I was a nanny, waitress. I had a new job every three months because I was like, mm, I, I, I don't, I'm done. I'm over it. I want it's something new. And this is sticking because it's like what I meant to do. So I think that you have to ask yourself at the end of the day, what do you like? What do you want to do? And you have to pursue that because you know, where there's a will, there's a way. And if you wake up every day doing something you love, you're going to make it work. Mm -hmm. I love that you said um, what you don't want an escape from. Yes. I think that's perfect. Yes. Advice for people. So online and in person, you're, you seem very confident. Is that something that you had to teach yourself or have you always been that way? Yeah. I've had to teach myself. I mean, I've always been very confidently insecure. It's so funny because I've always had a very strong personality. I've never put up with anything that I don't want to put up with. Um, you know, like I said, I'll quit a job and not think about it. Or I haven't been in a relationship since high school just because I haven't wanted to. Um, and But, you know, I've also, I've also done things for um, the image. And, you know, I I, when I, right before I transferred over to the health and wellness space, I was like, I've been doing things for the image my whole life, but no one's watching. Like, who am I doing it for, you know? Um, and so I am confident and I'm more so confident now because I'm living in a life that aligns with me and who I am. But it is something that I still work on every single day, especially now that, now that I am in the space I'm at with an Instagram following and, you know, people who know who I am and people talk about me, um, it's a whole new thing. It's not like before where it was like, mm, I'm insecure. Maybe she's prettier than me. I don't think like that anymore at all. It's not like that at all anymore. It's more so constantly pushing myself to rise above because no matter who you are, you know, voices get to you and people say things. And even if you're in high school and, you know, you hear your friend talks about you behind your back, it like gets to you. And if you're an adult, you know, and you have a, you know, you're in the social eye, you know, when people say things like, I don't, it gets to you on some mm -hmm. level. And so it's more so just about constantly rising above. Um, but now I'm at a place in my life due to all events and everything that's shaped me to be who I am, where I am like very proud of who I am and I've really found my voice. But I do a lot of soul searching all the time. I work on it every day um, because I think it's, it's really important to me and I want to be my best self and most confident. So I work hard to be confident. Definitely. I love that. And what advice would you have to someone who wants to become more confident? Like, what's a step that they could take in the right direction, do you think? You know, I think you just, you, you just have to be who you want to be. I think that's my only advice is it's like at the end of the day, I think that we are all so afraid about what people think, but no one cares as much as you care. Like, really nobody cares. And so – my advice is to just be who you want to be because you're going to be happier. And, you know, things that make me confident is like I follow through with things, promises that I make to myself. And that's what really honestly builds my confidence. It's like I do things that, you know, maybe I'm scared to do and I do them and it makes me confident. I, you know, keep my promises to myself. And I think it's all comes down to your relationship to yourself. If you're waiting for confidence from another person, you're never going to feel happy because no one's going to validate you in the way you want to be validated. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's my biggest advice is it's like, be who you want to be and be true to yourself and do what you need to do to get there. Like that's, I'm very big on that. Like if you're not happy with your body, then change the way you eat and work out. You know, and that is something like I will always be very straight to the point about that because it's like people play the victim all the time. And, you know, I just like at the end of the day, just be who you want to be and mm -hmm. do what you have to do to get there. 100%. And I had an ebook that I created years ago called Make Yourself Proud. And it's that exact concept of like, I think you're, you hit it right on the head when you say it, hit it right on the head. The head on the nail? Hit Whatever. something. <laughs> Hit something right. When you say that that's what builds confidence is like keeping promises mm -hmm. to yourself. And I 100% agree with that. And I've seen that in my own life where when I make a goal and I stick to it and I accomplish that goal, then I realize like, oh, I'm capable of that. And, and it makes you more of a confident person, whereas someone who's never kept their promises to themselves, you know, they've said for five years now that they want to lose this 15 pounds and they just can't do it. It's 
it leads them to be more and more insecure because they're like, well, I just can't. Like, I've, mm-hmm. I've never proved myself otherwise, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think and it is really important. And you believe that. 100%. And you believe that about yourself. And that leads to a poor relationship with yourself. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the problem is, I think, is that everybody's just looking for the easy way out. But it's not easy. It's never going to be easy, you mm-hmm. know? And so you just have to stick and get through it and, like, do what you have to do. Definitely. Well, can you tell us what is food combining? Can you explain that to us? And you have a 21-day reset program, so explain all that. For sure, for sure. So food combining is basically a way to eat to optimize your digestion. So you eat in a way that is optimizing your digestion. The average human will eat 70 tons of food in his or her lifetime, which is a lot of food, and that's a lot of energy our digestive systems are using to break down. So when you eat in a way where you are optimizing your digestion, you're freeing up energy in your body for so many other things, whether it be to shed off weight easily and permanently, whether it to be to, you know, have just more zest and energy, um, to fight disease. It's just a way of eating that optimizes your digestion. And it makes sense. I mean, when you like play with it and you try it out, it really makes sense. And there's so much information out there that is just so complicated about the subject, but you know, it's, it, it doesn't have to be so complicated. So, you know, to give an example, a protein and a starch. So, A protein uses different digestive juices than a starch would use. So when you eat those two together, um, a protein uses an acid and a starch uses an alkaline to digest. And so when you eat those two together, they neutralize each other, which causes, uh, you know, a reaction within the body. And it's difficult for your body to break that down to digest. So it's all about freeing up energy within your body and eating in a way that optimizes your digestion. Perfect. So what is one of your, so like we said, you have the 21-day reset. What is one of your favorite testimonials from somebody or one that sticks out to you that you can tell us about? You know, I get so many every day, and um, I got one this morning. You know, it was a girl who lost both of her parents last year in a car crash, and she gained a bunch of weight. Obviously, that's devastating, and she lost 60 pounds through my program and refound herself. And I got that email this morning. It was so touching. And I I get so many of those, you know, stories that just touch my soul and so many people who have had disease and who have, you know, I get so many emails and they start with, I've been to every doctor and every nutritionist and I lost all hope until I found this. And, you know, those all touch my heart. But the, the ones that really stick out to me, honestly, are the girls who, you know, have had eating disorders and have had a fear around food and have not nourished their bodies in years um, because that's really hard to go from not eating food to eating food. That is rough and it's rough on your body and it's scary for a lot of people. And those stories, um, the girls who have gained a healthy relationship through food and started nourishing their bodies, those stories stick out to me the most. Healing that relationship. Yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. It is true because it is a very scary place to go back to and it's something when you have an issue with food you're faced with it three times a day Mm -hmm. so you it's so important to find and we have to eat to live with it yeah honestly to live a vibrant life Mm -hmm. like you have to nourish yourself and that I mean the whole reason why I'm I'm doing what I'm doing honestly is because I feel like the world and especially girls and especially my generation they need whole health and they need a better relationship with their food um I think Food has been taught to be feared by a lot of women, and that Mm -hmm. is something that I really want to change. Yeah. Well, this goes perfectly along with all of this. Do you consider food combining to be a restrictive diet? I don't. I don't Um, because I think that it goes down to your why. One of the pages in my reset is find the why. So why are you doing this? So if you are doing it because you want to repair your you know, body image, if you want to feel better, if you want to have more energy, if you want to eat lunch and not feel like you need to take a nap, um, if you want to show up and be your best self, if you want to lose weight, you know, then you're going to do what you feel like is best to do. And if that is to try my method and to do food combining and to eat more plants, then you're going to do it and you're going to do what it takes to get there. If you are doing it to fit into a social scene, to um, try to follow along with the trend, but you really don't care, then yeah, it might be restricting, but anything at first is hard. You know, and I think people miss that point. Again, it goes back to like, if, if we want more energy, 
you know, what could we do? Oh, we can walk into Walgreens and we can buy five-hour energy. We can get a double shot of espresso. Those are (laughs) band-aids, you know? Those are quick fixes. Mm -hmm. Those are what people think, okay, I'm just going to do that. But, like, I'm not like that. I'm like, no, let's actually make a lifetime change to have more energy, you know? And so I think that, you know, it comes down to what do you want and where there's a will, there's a way and nothing. It might feel restrictive at first if you are eating in a completely different way, but like, you know, this is my third podcast. The first one, I was so scared. You know, like when you do something for the first time, it's not easy. It's uncomfortable. You have to use your mind. You have to use your brain and you have to try. So it's like anyone who comes, you know, if you're, if you're doing it for the right reason, it might be uncomfortable at first. Like anything's uncomfortable at first, but you have to push through that, you yeah, know? I definitely. mean, I have a 21 day reset because it takes 21 days to make and break a habit, mm-hmm. right? So you know, if you do it for four days and you're like, that was too restrictive, it wasn't for me, that's you, that's on you, and that's fine. But it's like, A, you didn't give it your all, and you didn't foresee it. 21 days out of your whole entire lifetime is not that long, Mm -hmm. right? So give it a shot. And also, do you not want it? Because if you don't want it and you don't have your why, then it's not for you, and and that's fine. And it's not going to work, and no one cares. Mm -hmm. But don't play the victim. Mm -hmm. Well, and I want to touch on the uh, criticism. And we're about to open a whole can of worms because we were getting (laughs) heated before this podcast even began. Um, So I want to talk a little bit about the criticism that you did receive online. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not sure. I was kind of watching it from, you know, bird's eye view. So I'm not sure exactly how it all happened. But from what it looked like to me – your Instagram started growing pretty quickly. Rapid. Um, and then I don't know if it was y- you were getting hate all along through it no. or maybe no. you explain what yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my Instagram was going rapid, rapid fire um, all through summer really fast. And um, because all these people were trying it and seeing all these results and then someone released something. I don't want to say names and I'm not going to say names. Don't but give them any more I'm views. I'm not going to give them any more views, but someone released something basically saying that food combining is not backed by science. And take that as you will. If you really want to find scientific evidence on food combining, you can, and it's out there. But it's not in the book, and it's not what your doctor was taught, and it's not what your registered dietitian was taught. The government's not funding it. The government's not funding it. You know, I mean, Big Pharma, they they make a lot of money off of, you know, prescriptions to help with digestion and bloat. So they're not going to fund research for that. Um, So someone brought it to the attention in a very nasty way and was very mean to me as a human about my method. And um, it caused an outrage because we live in a time where people love to be mad about something. They love Mm -hmm. cancel culture. They love cancel culture. Like Kenzie Burke is canceled. Um, so, you know, I woke up one morning to all Honestly, of this. Honestly, kind of an honor. <laughs> that an honor is to be what canceled. I took it as because you know what? Oprah Winfrey got criticized hardcore. Steve Jobs got criticized hardcore. When you're doing something different and you're waking people up to a different thing, a new way, people get afraid. They really get afraid. They don't like change. Um, it's not in the book. And, you know, the whole time I was like, this is so dumb. Like, do people not realize, like, to me, it's like people are getting mad at me because I'm not referring to this book, right? This book of, like, science or whatever. And I'm like, if the book works so well, you know, why are we the leading nation in obesity? Why do 40% of Americans get diagnosed with cancer? Why, you know, do we have high blood pressure? Why is everybody low on energy? Why do girls have such a poor relationship with their body and with the food they eat? So if the book is working so well, someone tell me. Yeah. Someone tell me why all of those things are a problem. You know, and, and I got criticism and I got so many messages from girls in other countries. And they're like, I don't know what's going on in America. But when <laughs> we go to the doctor with a stomach problem, they tell us to do food combining. You know, um, so I got all this criticism and I was more, had a hard time with it because I couldn't speak up in that moment. No right. matter what I said, people were like lashing out to me. I was put on Daily Mail. I was put in Cosmopolitan, you know, like influencer, you know, claims to lose weight off of food combining. And I'm like, 
people make me seem like I was obese. Like, I'm like 5'4", my grandma's 4'9", like, I'm a petite girl. Like, this is about whole health. And Mm -hmm. not to mention, over the course of the summer, thousands and thousands of girls turn their entire life around, their digestive systems, and their health through my program. You don't grow as fast as I was growing. You don't sell as many copies of a program as I was if it didn't work. Right, if people weren't seeing results. And when you are the person who's like, this is so bad, nobody try it. It didn't work for me. It did this for me. And you're debunking it. When it's worked for so many people and had such positive impact on their health and changed their life, you're, you're, is invalidating the word? Invalidating all of those people and saying like, well, your sickness wasn't real and you didn't really get healed from it. For sure. And use your body as a science experiment. Yeah. I mean, the, the work speaks for itself. It really does. Mm -hmm. Like it, speaks for itself. Well, um, you know, and I, I, I'm big on I live what I know and not what I've been taught. So, you know, I truthfully believe that like what I eat and how I feel after I eat a meal and how I got rid of my migraines and I reversed my own autoimmune disease and I changed my own body image and I completely transformed my life. That speaks volumes to me more than what a computer screen with some sort of evidence is going to speak to me. And mm-hmm. that's just me. And I'm not saying that I'm everybody and I'm not saying that I'm for everyone, but to have outrage about something like that blew my mind. And I'm not, you know, I, the only thing that upset me about it was like, I'm not the first person. I didn't discover food combining. Yeah. Like there are so many professionals that talk about food combining. It just so happens that I'm 23, I'm attractive, and mm-hmm. I, my name, at that moment, got anybody clicks. Yeah. And so these people were trying to get clicks. Right. And that's what annoyed me is like, I'm like not that kind of human. I've never been that kind of human. Like the number one thing with me is respect. I'm like, you, I'm fine with anybody until they disrespect me. And I felt very disrespected in the public eye. So that's what upset me more about it, about Definitely. the whole situation. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting when we're talking about, <laughs> we're getting into this, but. <laughs> Cosmopolitan and all those other places that you said, Daily Mail, who are writing articles saying, oh, this didn't work. Like, this influencer claimed to do this. When those are the same magazines who get paid thousands and thousands of dollars to put an ad in for some crazy weight loss thing. Like a crazy oh, pill. skinny tea. Yeah, right. and it's like— What wait. about the skinny tea? I mean, what really pissed me off—now I'll tell you what pissed me <laughs> off—is that my whole—if you read my 21-day reset— First of all, I don't mention the word food combining because I want everybody to discover their bodies and how they feel for themselves. Second of all, it is not restrictive in the sense that I don't say you have to eat this. I don't talk about calories. I say, here are the list of foods that you can eat. And I give the freedom for people to take that and to apply it into their own life. Um, I educate. And the reason I created it is because I was— and I created it in the way I created it because I was the girl who was buying plan after plan after plan, right? And mm-hmm. they all had to do with calories. You put one-third of your banana in your smoothie. You know, bananas have too much sugar and yada, yada, yada. And I was like, this is bull. And I don't, I, you know, I just, it didn't align with and me. And that's restrictive. And that's yeah. restrictive. So what set me off the most about this whole entire thing is someone like myself who's aligning whole health, who is making girls excited to eat. Everyone is eating whole real foods and healing all of these issues like IBS and PCOS and, you know, repairing these disorders they've had. You know, I get criticism, but someone over there can still be telling 16-year-olds to put one-third of their banana in their smoothie and to make sure they don't go over 1,500 calories. And I talk about the quality over food over the quantity. So it's like, that's what made me mad is it's like, why? But I realized why now is because, you know, people, they want the short-term solution, Mm -hmm. you know? Being really healthy and really being conscious about what you put into your body, it takes time and it takes effort and it's threatening to some people. It really is. And it's uncomfortable. And it's uncomfortable. What I was going to say is the whole plant-based diet, and we can go on a whole thing about this, but people are so turned off by plant-based diet, and it's so crazy to people. Mm-hmm. When it, It's really not that crazy. It's more crazy to eat meat three times a day, and it's more crazy to eat so much sugar. But that's the normal that they're like, hey, just eat whatever you want. Eat normal. Like, don't get into this diet culture. And it's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy to me. It is. Just eating regular plants. And 
I think people want to blame something on the surface rather mm-hmm. than actually facing themselves and saying, what actually is making me have these problems? Mm-hmm. Like coming from someone who has had an eating disorder and um, struggled with that, being eating plant-based was not the problem. No. I ate plant-based while I had an eating disorder mm-hmm. and I eat plant-based still now and I'm fine. So it's not that. I could have easily been like, oh, it's because I'm eating plant-based. I've got to go back to the normal, quote-unquote, way of eating. Well, it's not that. The relationship with your food, if it's a poor relationship, has nothing to do with the food. It has to do with the relationship with yourself. But they want to blame that. people don't want to hear that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, let's let's blame food combining. Let's blame the plant-based method. You know, this isn't correct. This isn't scientifically proven when really people need to just look within and what's wrong with you. Well, Mm -hmm. and and they need to take responsibility because, honestly, the audacity to say that someone else gave you— an eating disorder or a problem, yeah, is well. Then you don't have one. Is ridiculous to me because yeah. I've and I've heard that before. Yeah, someone basically said they caught an eating disorder for me one time. I'm like, I don't think that's how that works. That's no, but that's that the victim again. That's mm-hmm. the victim that people like to play mm-hmm. instead of like looking within. Like, what are you feeling deep down? Yeah, you know, one hundred percent. It's easy to blame. And it's easy to blame. And I want to talk about handling criticism now. Mm-hmm. So when you initially saw that, were you enraged? Were you uh, – what was – I was shocked. Yeah. Because, again, I'm like, I'm not the first person to do this. To do this. Yeah. I didn't come up with it. Everything that these people are saying is everything I am not. These people have no idea. What, I mean, uh, mo- most of the criticism came from not my following. It was just like people, Random people. passing by. I came into the public eye – within like a month and a half, like my thing blew up very fast. And so I was still navigating it. And yeah, I was really upset. I was more so upset because I like to stick up for myself and I felt like I just had to take it for a minute. It was like, no matter what I said, I couldn't make it right. And I knew I needed to reflect. Um, And it was more so the problem was, I think it was like, I kind of for a moment played my own victim. Like, of course this would happen because I I have had a lot of bad luck. Like when I moved to LA, I've had a lot of bad luck. Like thing after thing would happen. It would be like I got on my feet and I got knocked down again. It would be like I got on my feet. I had $100 in my bank account and I got a flat tire. And it was just like this ongoing cycle that I had thought I was out of. And so this was like, I just got on my feet, right? And I have such pure good intentions and I'm finally like, changing people and it's so rewarding to see how people's lives are changing and it felt so good and then I like got knocked down and I was like why um so I gave it time like I really gave it time because I knew deep down like this is my story for a reason and again I talked about like Oprah Winfrey and Steve Jobs and you know I I think that like when you do something different you're going to get criticized because people love to criticize different and for a moment, it really scared me. And now I'm like, no, that was actually really cool. Like, you don't get, like, blown out like that and, like, blown up if you're not doing something groundbreaking. And, and that same week that I got criticized, all of these people were coming out. Like, they dropped what Tom Brady's diet was on Healthline that same week. And it's food combining. And they used the key words and the key sentences I use. And I'm like, okay. You know, yeah. And but then, when Tom Brady does it, it's fine. Oh, it's Cosmopolitan, fine, you know. But anyways, I I just I took it more so like, I guess I realized that I'm doing something way bigger than I ever thought I was going to do, and now I feel like you know it took me a moment to get back on my feet, and it more so not because of the public eye, but it was more so like, wow, I have a lot of power here. And now I feel like the world needs to hear my message even more after seeing that reaction. And it's more so I took time to feel like, to, to, to reflect on like, what do I want to be? What do I want to represent? Because, you know, I'm, I'm going to get criticized no matter what I do. Just like any influencer, anyone who does anything different is going to get criticized. So like at the end of the day, it goes back to like, who do you want to be? You know, and if, if you're who you want to be, you that that stuff can't knock you down because you have worth and so it's taught me that and it's taught me to be resilient and now I'm like you know as in the past like two weeks I'm like okay I'm on my two feet again in the sense like no one can touch me you know like it's just I don't care what people say you know you you, they reacted that way you know honestly some people that reacted that way I don't even think they knew what they were debating I think they just wanted to be a part of the drama like they were like Kenzie do you want to speak out and I'm like no I don't want to speak out because I will just let my work prove everybody wrong mm-hmm. and a lot of people who were 
mean to me have come back in the past month and a half. I'm so sorry. You're so right. I actually felt so much better eating that way. And I'm like, okay. You know? Then do it for yourself. Mm -hmm. And don't do it for the public eye. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I agree. Sorry. No matter what, like you said, no matter what, you'll get criticized. And I mean, I talked about this very briefly before we started, started the podcast. Like, I've always been a people pleaser. And I, the thing that I realized is even being the people pleaser that I was, I was still getting random hate from people or people not agreeing with me. And it kind of made me step back and realize that no matter what, literally no matter what, even if you are trying so hard to tiptoe around everyone, there's going to be people who disagree with Mm -hmm. you. And I just went to this podcast conference thing recently and um, this guy named Sal, he has a podcast called Mind Pump. He was saying, like, don't be Mm wishy-washy. Like, as an influencer, it's like, stand up, like, stand your ground. Like, you are who you are and who cares what people think about it. Well, and and during this time, I was thinking, like, okay, the people that I gravitate towards, like, who is it? You know, and, like, who who do I admire? And all the people that I admire are people that do not care. They do not care. And the reason I like them is because they're unapologetically themselves. And so it was, like, it, this needed to happen because it's just made me, like, so much better. And it's so beyond food it's combining. Freeing. It's freeing because it's just, like, okay— Talk about it, yeah. you know? Like, be a hater. That's yeah. fine. I mean, I'm a holistic person. My approach is always going to be holistic. And if you're in holistic health, it's not easy because it's not backed by big pharma. And there's not money to be made. People and laugh it off. People laugh it off. And that's just the truth. But at the end of the day, the results speak for themselves. Yeah. And, like, let the work for, speak for themselves. And if you don't want to join in because it's not in the book, then don't. Mm-hmm. I always like to think, follow the money. Wherever there's a big claim or anything like that, if you follow the money and you see who's actually getting funded and who's getting paid for that, then you can kind of see yeah. what's going on. Yeah. When it's like, okay, the food pyramid is um, that whole shebang with the government that's funded and put together by the meat and dairy industry. That's really interesting that they're saying that meat and dairy are the number one things you're supposed to be eating. Mm-hmm. And they were saying most studies that are funded by whatever it is, it is coincidental that the stu- that the study comes out in favor of whoever funded it, which is just mm-hmm. crazy and such a coincidence. But I always think if there's anything that comes out, I'm like, follow the money. Just follow who's the really money giving all the money? if you question it, then use, you know, if you question a diet, mm-hmm. let's say, um, use your body as a science experiment and see how you feel. Yeah. See how you feel. That's what I was going to say because what I was saying earlier that I said, I don't know if I can say this on the podcast, is does it really need to be backed by science when it's simply eating plants, eating more healthily? And it, like you said, you use yourself as an as an experiment. So you go off of how you feel. Right. And, and if you feel great, and if you feel what's great, the problem? What's the problem that it's not backed by science, but you're willing to eat other things and like, you know, maybe follow an unhealthier diet? You know what I mean? Because it is. Because yeah. it's the normal thing to do. But it's it's like those things have been also been, you know, proven to give you cancer. But you're, you're cool with that. There's going to be negative about anything. Anything mm-hmm. you eat. Anything. A piece right. of kale. If you Google enough, you can find something negative about it. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so why what makes not you feel just good. go based off of how you feel? Yeah. And also off of new ways of thinking. That's like the joy of the time we are in right now is there's new ways of thinking and there's people doing groundbreaking things and bringing amazing information to this world to try to fix a lot of problems that we have. So you should all feel lucky. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, my the, the food combining person that I really idolize, where I learned all of this, his name's Harvey Diamond, and he was in the Vietnam War. He got poisoned with um, the orange chemical, um, which was really, really bad, basically. And he wrote a New York Times bestselling book called Fit for Life in the 1980s on food combining and how he was able to manage, you know, almost everybody died from getting exposed to that chemical. So, you know, he was able to manage it through this. So it's like, I always go back to that, you know, where he, when he talks about it, he's like, it's just common sense. Like, you know, people say it's common sense. I'm like the only one living, you know? Mm-hmm, so it's right. just like, I go back to that where I'm just like, yeah. Like, it works. It works. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I agree. And, well, something that we kind of wanted to end with is um, resilience. Because we've yeah. also heard you talk about this, too, and being resilient and pushing um, 
and having that drive. And I think a lot of people struggle with having that. And what is your advice for somebody who feels like they're lacking drive, feels like they have no resilience? What's something they can do? I, I mean, again, it goes back to my, my like question, which is like, why and what do you want? Because I think that when you're clear on what you want and you know who you want to be and you know what you want to get out of life, nothing can stop you, you know? And I think that it, it takes a lot of maturity to ask yourself that and it takes a lot of maturity to follow that. Um, mm-hmm. And it takes a lot of trial and error to get to that. And I think like, don't be hard on yourself if you don't know yet. Like every job that I got that I didn't like pushed me to find what I did like, right? So I had four, I mean, if you want to count, like I was never really happy in middle school. I was never happy in high school. And I was never happy for the first three and a half years, four years of living in LA. But every experience that I had that was good and that was bad pushed me to find who I am and what I do want. And I was resilient throughout the whole thing because I knew, like I knew that I I just had this like picture in my head. Like I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur and I always knew I wanted to be happy and I always knew I wanted to live comfortably. I watched my parents struggle with money. It's like I had these things that I knew that I wanted. And so it was just a matter of like finding how to get there. And I think like when you're clear on what you know you want, even if it's not like, okay, I want to be, you know, in the health and wellness space, which I didn't know, but I did know those things. It was like, I knew I wanted to live in LA. I knew I wanted to be comfortable with money. You know, I knew I wanted to be happy and I knew I wanted to work for myself. So at least I knew, you know, in some things. And again, every bad experience I had, every job that I didn't like, it showed me what I did like. So I think my advice would be to like have experiences and don't give up. You know, Mm -hmm. get a new job if you feel like you need a new job because like you only live once and it's better to learn through trial and error and find what you do like than to just sit and slightly suffer in a life that you don't like. Yeah. I think this kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier too is I think it's important to learn from your trials and not Mm -hmm. take them as you're a victim And that's how you're going to gain confidence and Mm -hmm. resilience is by trial. And like we've all been through things that have tested our, you know, confidence where we're like, oh, wait, we're so confident. But then we learn, wait, maybe we weren't because Mm -hmm. something hits our ego or something like that. And then after that, like you were saying, it's more freeing. Because you're well, like, wait, you I'm way more confident now. You a tiny bit taller than you did the time before. Exactly. Like, you just grow as a human, you know? I think in the mm-hmm. moment, you're like, why me, why me? But if I look at the person I was three months ago, it's not the same person. Yeah, so just being grateful and yeah. looking for things that test your confidence And not giving of- up. And trying. Mm-hmm. I think trying is my biggest thing to find resilience is like, I notice a lot of people, they just sit. They're mm-hmm. like, well, you know, I don't have resilience. It's like, well, you just said you didn't have it. Like… Try to have it, you right. know, find right. something, yeah. something, whether it just be like little, like people look at the big picture. It's like, well, I don't have that condo yet and I don't have this yet, but it's like, just try. Like you haven't lost 20 pounds, but like you could go work out tonight and you could get good groceries. You could educate yourself on what you're putting in your body. And maybe next week you'll be one pound lighter. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? Boom. Mic I drop. love it. <laughs> well, thank you so Brian much. Brian can we dropped these mics. Yeah. Don't <laughs> drop these expensive mics. Okay, tell everyone where they can find you. My Instagram is at Kenzie Burke, and my website is KenzieBurkeHealth.com. Amazing. amazing. You guys can go get her program. It's amazing. And we also will link that in the description yes. notes. Um, okay. If you guys want to follow Chelsea and I, our stuff will be linked below as well. Our podcast Instagram is at what we said podcast. We post lots of fun stuff. Come join the fam. And if you guys want to subscribe to our podcast on the Apple Podcast app or follow us on Spotify, you can be notified when we have new episodes, which is every single Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So thank you guys so much for listening. And that's, that's what, what we said. said. Goodbye. <laughs>